Welcome to Founders Gyan where each week we bring you the story of an inspiring startup and the founder behind it. This week we have a great guest on the show his name is Mr Seshadri Krishnan. He is one of the co-founders of Trip38 that is T R I P and then 38.com. This is a startup that aims to be your personal travel assistant and help reduce the stress of business travel. We had a great time on the show and Sesh as Seshadri is commonly known amongst this circle does a lot of work for startups. So be sure to check out the show notes at www.foundersgyan.com/ep09 to get his contact details. Also starting this week we have a new feature called the top podcasts. You can check that out at www.foundersgyan.com/top where the most listened podcasts are updated on a regular basis. Now onward with the show. Seshadri, welcome to the show. It is so exciting to finally have you on air. Seshadri, a Pitts Pilani graduate, started his career at Wipro and later worked at Sapien. Most recently, he was the chief product and technology officer for Groupon in Bangalore. Previously, he had started another travel tech startup, Ivinsa, a trip planning and experience provider. I'm super pumped and excited to meet somebody like you and have you on air. Thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge and wisdom with our listeners. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Seshadri, can you tell us a bit more about your journey and background before Trip 38? So, as most of the entrepreneurs in India of the recent past, you know, I've been a corporate myself. Uh, used to work for Prime Different Consulting and Services Company. My last job before the bug hit me was, you know, I was heading the travel and retail vertical for UK and uh, Europe for Sapien. Uh, but always wanted to do something on my own. Uh, so after like 15 years in corporate life, you know, frankly, I just decided, you know, one morning, you know, I'm going to do something now. While the process took time to get out of the organization, at senior level it was difficult. But uh, you know, the process of thinking about doing something was always on. So then, when I quit, like anyone else, didn't know what to do, didn't understand the entrepreneur ecosystem. Five years back. There were not even accelerators available, and travel in India is something which I did not know. So for me, the journey was: let me just get out of corporate life completely, give myself three to six months, and then start learning everything about you know, what I am going to do. Right from the idea, meeting new people, you know, meeting guys who are in the ecosystem, before really deciding on you know what to do. Once I spent close to twelve to eighteen months, and I realized uh, you know. The startup, you know, whether it is on your own or not, but startup ecosystem is what something which you know was exciting, something which gives me kick, and more importantly, something which makes me come to work every day. So I would put my, you know, professional journey in two parts: say 15 years of being in corporate life, five to six of years in the startup, both as an entrepreneur as well as being part of other startups. Okay, that's great. So, if I understand what you're saying correctly, when you quit your corporate job, you did not already have an idea. You just quit and then kind of uh, came up with your previous venture, right? The I I win I win win car, right? So, so is is that correct? You just quit and then decided after talking to people and stuff like that what to do. Yes, uh, I gave myself three months to come with an idea and a sort of an execution plan. But one of the most important things which I got, you know, I 
meeting people, you know, like across the spectrum. You know, somebody could be an investor, somebody could be a mentor, somebody could be a fellow entrepreneur. Part of various networking events, and I'm talking about five, six years back, but there were not many networking events, unlike you know today. Right. So for me, three months, get an idea, get some kind of you know shape to that idea, but more importantly, really, really learn about what works and what doesn't work. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. <coughs> so can you? give our listeners an idea of what exactly is tip 38 and more importantly how did you come up with this whole idea in the first place so uh, if you really look at what tip 38 does is the travel management app for business travelers so the problem we are solving is you know really make sure every support you need once your basic ticketing is done is what tip 38 stands for mm-hmm. and ideally for a business traveler who doesn't have a lot of time need the support in terms of get your boarding pass on your phone you know give you what is there in there for help you along everything which a traveler needs mm-hmm. just to give you some history on how did we arrive at trip 38 you know my other two co-founders especially niranjan comes from a two decades of travel experience mm-hmm. you know this is his third startup he was a co-founder of wire.com and then magic rooms the other co-founder is a cto for magic rooms so for all of us this is our second or third startup right so 18 months back when we started ideating you know while trip 38 as a problem was probably there but we didn't get there but two criteria we gave to ourselves mm-hmm. one is it has to be mobile you know and i wouldn't even say mobile first we should mobile only okay second how do we really look at solving a problem which is beyond india in the sense can this problem you know manifest itself to somebody who's say traveling in the us mm-hmm. so for us it was more about are we solving a global problem second can it be accessed only through mobile not necessarily a website having a mobile presence mm-hmm. so these are the two criteria we kept and within the travel if people who have spent time in the travel you know as you know either as a investment opportunity or even as a startup one thing you will get to know is there's a lot of action around search discovery you know like the trip advisors of the world several right. formats have actually come in india which really make sure you know you find a place to go you know you find you know a hotel to stay etc right second is the booking which is where the cheapest flight cheapest you know hotels so that's where all the otas which is online travel agents you know come in third is what we call it as post booking mm-hmm. which means once you have done the booking how do we really make sure your journey itself as a trip you know is very very seamless so that's how you know the whole idea evolved so we looked at two criteria and then looked at this space and see how do we really want to really do because we didn't want to be the 150th company in the OTA space right and frankly in the search and discovery i don't think globally except few exceptions people are really figured out in terms of making it you know scalable mm-hmm. so then the choice is if you want to be in travel you know we did look at other outside travel opportunities like retail etc and we said if travel is what we are passionate about and if there is still an opportunity to really solve mm-hmm. we don't really go and spend more time on it okay and then like any other startup two months three months really really focused on understanding the space figuring out who is doing what globally uh since we said mobile app we alone would have looked at more than 150 apps doing different parts of this you know problem mm-hmm. so that gave us a lot of insight into who is doing what mm-hmm. how do we really craft our position okay excellent 
and uh, the name trip 38 what is the number 38 always get asked this question <laughs> either in the beginning or in the end okay we wanted to have six letter because anything more than is difficult for people to remember okay and being in the travel space trip kind of you know this right we tried multiple names we couldn't get even the spelling mistake was taken so we couldn't really get the correct this time. right our office in jainagar was on 38 plus okay so we said we will call it as trip 38 okay okay cool cool that's a nice story <laughs> and uh, obviously uh, all three of you were in the travel space in some form of the other some form or the other so uh, you were able to have a very precise vision of uh, the kind of problem you wanted to solve uh, not maybe a precise vision but you had a fairly general idea but for let's say our founders out there who are listening to this what would be maybe your advice that you would give for them to come up with a winning idea let's say they don't have a winning idea but they want to do something on their own they don't want a corporate job they want to start something on their own what would be your advice how, how do you come up with a good idea so to me ideas are not everything so there is like uh, we all know flipkart is not the first e-commerce company in india right so idea alone doesn't define your success but if i have to offer some inputs rather than an advice you know i would say uh, and we all have the tendency when if you look at a successful startup you know invariably some of them would say hey i was going through this issue then if i am going through as an individual could be travel or financial or education then it is likely maybe 100 million people out there would have it right which may or may not be true so i always tell people do not actually invent problems mm-hmm. you know do not assume what you are going through everybody will have it may or may not happen so right spend little more time on you know really really the problem what you are solving mm-hmm. second you know it is unlikely and we see a lot of entrepreneurs say the so called innovation strategy hey i am doing this and this and i am actually combining this right i must this when people says i am the uber of packages you know yeah. so to me is fantastic because it helps you to actually communicate what you do right but you have to really go back and still think and spend more time is this the problem really out there which mm-hmm. waiting to be solved mm-hmm. so to me it is about don't try to impose your problem thinking that it is a world hunger second very very importantly be dispassionate about the idea itself don't get better to it and more so with technology and i am a techie myself mm. we all get excited about solving from a product point of view versus mm. you know how do we really look at the problem right so to me it is easier to say i'll probably put a bunch of screens i'll probably develop a mobile app versus fundamentally is there a real need actually to be solved so one of the thing which i used to tell people if you can explain what you are solving your grandma or anybody mm-hmm. who has no idea about technology mm-hmm. at least half the battle is won okay okay that's that's it's fantastic advice i'm sure that would really help our listeners out there so the next step is okay let's uh, let's assume that one of our listeners out there has an idea and he or she has validated it and knows that there really is a need to solve such a problem so what would you suggest should be the next step that the person needs to take in order to move it move from just an idea into a reality what should be the creation process like so along with the idea make sure you have it so to me if you ask any early stage investor you know so two ways of looking at it i'm going to have my own idea it's a lifestyle business not looking for you know funding institutional funding right then obviously 
some of these questions which startups get asked don't really arise. Right? If I am looking for a scalable business, I want institutional funding, then the most early stage investors look for is team, team, team. They might even say 20 things if you ask them what, what uh, typically uh, you know, uh, investor would look for. They simply say it's all about uh, team. Along with it, make sure you have a solid team. And how do you really find? Because personally, I do not believe in doing a dating, trying to get a co-founder, etc. Right. So make sure there is a relationship which goes beyond the startup. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, both three of you or four of you are going to work together for the next three years or four years. Right. Make sure you like that person. Right. Second, make sure there are complementary skills coming. Right. Again, it is easy to say, hey. Company X got started with four techies, why not I? Right. But again, we will all talk about exceptions. Make sure in some sense you get somebody from marketing, somebody from say operations, somebody from technology. Right. If not, at least inclination towards having done something there. Right. So there is one element of idea, but to your point around when will I validate what is the next step to me, make sure even before the idea stage, try to get together maybe two, to me minimum. Mm-hmm. With like-minded, you know, individuals who are very, very passionate about, you know, being on their own mm-hmm. and bringing complementary skills to the table. Okay. And then do some kind of what we call it as MVP. You know, talk about how does you know there is a product market fit, etc. Right. But to me, assuming it's a three to six months kind of a time period, validate your idea. Really, really spend a lot of time meeting people. Expect to receive. Somebody saying, hey, this is complete crap, you know, you're not going to succeed and right. be, you know, empathetic to where they come from. Right. But really, really spend time on getting the team in place. Okay, excellent, excellent advice, uh, Seshadri. Next, uh, I just want to ask you a bit of a personal question. So, we all hear about founders sacrificing family time to make their venture a success. Can you tell us a bit more about your own family life and how you manage to balance between business and family? That's a fantastic question. I think uh, uh, my, you know, my wife, you know, has been a professional, you know, herself, uh, and we have a daughter who is eight years old. When I was personally deciding myself, you know, to actually be an entrepreneur, while she knows about it for many, many years, mm-hmm. uh, so while I was little, I would say, biased towards trying to do something on one, on I also did some kind of a cash flow to make sure, you know. If I'm out of job, right, not expected to earn in the near future, you know, how will it really impact your cash flow? Can you really live the same lifestyle if not, you know, better? Right. So that was my own validation saying that, you know, I'm taking a risk, but the work, uh, the risk worth taking. Second, you know, to me, which is much more important is complete support from the spouse, you know, which is to me unqualified to say, you know what, at the end of the day, you're going to do something on your own. Right. While as a family we might do some sacrifices, could be material, could be emotional, but at the end of the day there are few things which you cannot get in the initial stage of the entrepreneurial life cycle. But that is only one element. The second is also they completely, you know, like trust you. You are doing it for, of course, for you to feel great about it, but there is also an element of if this is going to take a few years, right. I'm willing to really support. Right. Rather than trying to say it's going to be two years or three years. 
So a need is about make sure this conversation happens with your spouse very very early. Okay. Second, be realistic about do some kind of a cash flow. You know, mm-hmm. rather than I'm going to use my credit card to really pay my startup bills. Right. Again, might sound very very romantic, but it's right. difficult at some stage. Right. Third, you know, make sure this is not you know really a one year or two year. You know, game. it is going to be five years or six years. Right. At what stage you will really call it quits? And that has to be from you, rather than the family is trying to tell you. That means you also have to prepare them something which they are not necessarily used to. Right, right. I, I think that's a. Um, I think you bring a very good point to the table, which is which is very lacking, I would say, in the Indian uh, Indian scenario, because a lot of uh, people in uh, India still believe in not sharing their financial details with their wife, with their spouse, etc. And and uh, i am very interested in finance and i i keep reading all these things and the basic advice that finance people give is share with your wife uh, the details of your life insurance policy they they say that people don't even share that okay i have taken a life insurance policy in my name worth so much the spouse doesn't even know that so they say share your finances with your spouse uh, i think that's a very good point you to what it is without being an entrepreneur and you still need to do yeah <laughs> yes yes that's a very very valid point which seems to be completely absent you know yeah, in yeah. the indian context so i think it's fabulous that you brought this point up point up the next question i want to ask you is trip 38 was founded by three people including yourself niranjan gupta and uh, markish uh, can you tell us a bit more about how do you guys know each other and got together to start this venture yeah, it's interesting as i said i do not come from travel background you know i have not even worked for indian clients because all my corporate like even at wipro most of my clients were outside india right and safe and practically was outside india so i didn't even know how how would you work with an indian client that means my understanding about the ecosystem in terms of problems in terms of you know how things work etc was not really great so as i said in you know earlier I was networking with anybody and everybody. You know, okay. even today I do it. I actually work with uh, startups purely pro bono, trying to mentor because I made a lot of mistakes trying to really, you know, share it with them. Right. So initially, also I was writing meetings. So at the end of the day, what couple of hours over a coffee, and I built a lot of such relationship over a period of time. So the first person whom I met, where I met through some connection, and I was asking that that person say, I have a travel idea. Again, most of my so-called travel ideas were coming from the clients whom I was working outside. I don't know whether this will work or not. Right. You know what do I really do? He said, okay, there is a person called Nandan Gupta who is actually you know the co-founder of Wired.com, brilliant guy. You should go on me. Right. So he was the first person whom I met. He was like week or two weeks outside my corporate life. I still have my hangups around how do I really meet people? I didn't even have a card, etc. Right. So he was the first person to meet. And then I also got to know Markish along the way. So three of us know each other for five years now. Okay. So as I said earlier, this is what really actually brings together in terms of you know team. Right. Okay. Okay. Great. Now, can you share with our listeners an example of something where you guys disagreed on maybe the vision of the product or the direction and uh, of the of the company, etc. And uh, how did you manage to reach a resolution? so it's a great question uh, to me the way i look at it is uh, that dissent in, in any form is always welcome but at the end of the day uh, like for example there is an you know argument around how we really take something forward uh, i remember uh, you know 
at least some context how you know certain aspects which i think steve job contrary to what we pulled up at the board was trying to you know really you know do and two people were working together so disagree or uh, you know argue like you know can right at the end of the day have a sense around who is more passionate about that particular argument leave it to that so because we are all matured adults you know since i am actually carrying the baton because i kind of you know pushed this through right if this doesn't really come out well obviously you know i should have the willingness to accept hey you know i thought this would really work well didn't right you know, maybe we should probably be little more circumspect so to me simple you know answer to that is if you are disagreeing disagree you know in the initial stage before we leave we can speak this one but at some stage also give it where if the other person you think is have much more passionate view mm-hmm. and which is a sense of judgment because right. we are working together with nothing right or wrong because right. both could actually be wrong and something completely a different strategy might evolve right but willingness to give it to each other willingness to trust is what you know, ideally would actually help the team to be cohesive okay brilliant uh, and uh, is there a daily ritual that you follow that helps you be productive can you share this with me and our listeners so i do couple of things uh, you know one uh, in the i have you know like use certain tools uh, pick up few words which you know i really look for especially uh, for i'm you know fully into the growth hacking now trying to really grow up you know our uh, you know user base so i pick up some of these words and use bunch of you know the the earlier tools emails and distribution list and make sure first thing in the morning you know i go through that maybe like five articles six articles etc so that is almost gives me you know while i do it during the day but it also gives me what probably have happened when you were sleeping second you know i you know really look at uh, some and i'm active in twitter in terms of consumption of content not necessarily being active which i would like to so that way i also follow kind of difference which you know i have the kind of things which i would really you know like to look for third you know within you know our app respond uh, there are certain metrics which we are really really obsessed with how many users have come the previous day how many are really engaged etc we have a simple dashboard which we built almost in the early stage of our you know this one because that is natural something which you want really focus on so that kind of gives us a flavor to hey this is what the user has you know has actually been working on the app right it gives us some sense you know in terms of what is likely in the coming days mm. okay okay thank you for that now uh, we are almost halfway through the questions now can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known okay, a lot of people don't know uh, i am a long distance runner okay so, been running for 4 years now that okay. also goes back to being an entrepreneur is all about endurance right means it's all about stamina it's all about you know it's not a sprint okay so running gave me a lot of insight into life per se right and also being you know startup gives it you know a completely a different spin okay. and i was not an athlete which you know people would say i've been running for 25 years mm-hmm. so my first run i could not even run a kilometer right today i can run for 21 not the greatest but i right. can confidently run 21 so that okay is what not many people you know know okay great and uh, when was the last time you ran uh, i did the tcs 10k here and there is one next month in kaveri trail which i am doing up okay good luck with that thank you 
Um, now, given that there's a lot of pressure uh, in startup uh, in, in a startup environment, where do you personally get your inspiration from, and what would you advise our listeners to do in order to get some form of inspiration to keep going on a daily basis? So I've never been a big fan of the self-help books, you know, trying to give you, hey, do this, do that, etc. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of inspiration from people who have, may not have the Ivy League kind of a background. Mm-hmm. Was able to identify a few opportunities and really, really added to really bring it. Mm-hmm. So those kind of real life stories, you know, make a difference. Second, even when you are around, be it in office or in any other environment, there are a lot of things, especially this kind of startups whom we talk to, mm-hmm. we are a lot more privileged than people who are out there. Right. I think that itself, you know, for whatever reason we have reached a certain stage in life, right now it is up to us to really take it to the next level. Right. To me, that is what really inspires. Right. Okay. Over anything else. Okay. So uh, being grateful in, in simple terms. Exactly. Being grateful for what we have. Okay. That's that's great. Can you tell us about an extreme extreme low point or, or a low point in your business and how you managed to overcome it and the lessons you learned from that experience? Uh, so to me it's a roller coaster. So we can't necessarily say this was a low point because that seemingly a you know a low point maybe six months down the line would probably yeah I think there was nothing. <laughs> so to me you know it might sound very very what is it called uh, romanticized feeling uh, but at the end of the day this too uh, shall pass. Uh, it is about can I have my head above water? Can I really think anything which you know makes it you know much more objective? Somebody was telling me when I was in corporate and at least it worked at certain times when you're really really emotional, they say just get up. Mm-hmm. You know, then don't take any decision when you're really really in a stressful mood. It is not about whether the decision is big or small. Mm-hmm. It is about just give it a thought. We all have a tendency to respond to an email, respond to a WhatsApp, respond to an SMS fast. At certain times, it is not expected that you need to respond really fast. Mm. So you would rather give yourself some time. And very, very importantly, how do we really define low point? Because it's very easy to say lack of funding is a low point. Right. But to me, funding is just the beginning of the journey. Right. Getting team, getting your product validated, getting more users, there is so much really you know go through. Well, so it's difficult for me to say if that was, you know, uh, let's say a low point. But it also, at least personally for me, you know, in general I am eternal optimist. Okay. For me it is about, hey, yes of course you are going through that time, you know, I am not necessarily couching that this one. But right. Meaning I am being realistic but at the same time I am also conscious, you know, if you are doing few things right, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in your team, right. things will happen. Okay, excellent. Now, uh, you talked about funding, so I believe Trip38 uh, recently got a round of funding for, I believe, in uh, the new support said marketing, customer acquisition and enhancing technology. Can you talk about one of them? Uh, because I have noted down technology, but I'm not sure if uh, you are the right person to talk about uh, technology bit so, of it. Yes, so if you really look at what is our vision, what is our vision? Can we have Trip38 being there? which redefines how people travel. Right. And when we say how, you know, redefine how people travel, it is about what help travelers get today when they travel. Can Trip 38 be your true personal assistant to help you through the journey? Mm-hmm. So that's our innovation. Right. In terms of opportunity, 
the three billion travelers right here. So it is never about his opportunity being small or in covers is huge. Right. So when we looked at three aspects, as you rightly mentioned, you know, for us all go hand in hand. Right. Marketing, getting more users, you know, to use the product, you know, and because there are more users, you need to have more features. Right. But all the features, one question we always ask ourselves is about does it really help the user having a better travel experience? Mm-hmm. So while travel generally is understood as great, you know, I'm looking forward to travel, but in reality business travel is stressful. Right. Holidays, all of us get excited, but how many of us take holidays every week or every month? Right. That means business travel is what the engine for growth when it comes to travel. Right. And if we can add features which help business traveler have a better life, mm-hmm. we would have achieved our objective. Right. So the focus is purely on add new features on the product, have more users come to the platform, you know, identify things which help them, you know, to really use the app more often. For example, we recently launched boarding passes where you just simply send your seating preference, tell them, yeah, I want a middle seat, hopefully people don't ask, window or a, you know, I. Right. When the check-in opens, we automatically process the boarding pass and send it to you. Okay. So which no one has really done for any airline. So individual airliners app do. Right. What we do is any airline you travel, simply give your preference and we'll send your boarding pass. This, you know, I'm sure if you are a business traveler, you would say, this saves time. I don't want to worry about here, I didn't do a check-in. Right. Here, trip 38 does it for you. Okay. So every product feature we really look at doesn't really add value to the traveler. Okay, okay, excellent. And what is the best advice that you have been given? Interesting. So, uh, for me, in some flavor or, you know, uh, shape, although it didn't come in that sense, but never give up. Okay. So that kind of added to my own personality because I am generally a perseverant guy on top of it some of the guys who are not in the ecosystem mm-hmm. have a lot of you know what is it called affection and then you know love for me. Right. And sometimes when you go through this they are actually what is it called smart enough to know hey things are probably not going well. Right. And then one guy yeah, instantly is still in Australia, you know, we were working together. Okay. Uh, you know, he always tells me, when would I like to see you in Fortune magazine cover? So, okay. And for him, it is just to say, hey, this is something, you know, his language could be a little this one, but he says, hey, entrepreneurship is such a noble profession. Right. So, you know, just be at it, you know, things will happen. Right. So, to me, you know, I keep telling people, like we were talking before, know entrepreneurship itself is such a great thing you know, right many people do and right. we need more and more people right on top of it you know ability not to give up you know ability not to take no for an answer is what keeps you know me going okay okay excellent now you were mentioning that you like to look at some of these resources that uh, kind of keep you inspired uh, so is there any any other books or resources that you would recommend that are entrepreneurs read? Uh, one book which I kind of keep reading may not necessarily be from a startup perspective but really to build great companies is Bit to Last. Mm-hmm. You know, so Bit to Last is something phenomenal, talks a lot of things which is valid 
even now, even after 15, 20 years of the book, uh, you know, came in. Some might probably may not be relevant, but that is one book which kind of keeps me motivated. But I am someone who reads an eclectic variety of books, fiction, non-fiction, etc. But specific to startup, you know, I kind of like uh, zero to one. You know, I kind of like books which, you know, is talk about, for example, there is an excellent book about Y Combinator. It really talks about what Y Combinator as an accelerator, you know, go through in terms of not only identifying startups, also mm-hmm. make them, you know, really do things which mm-hmm. I like one simple word. When when I started applying to our own startup and product, it gave me a lot of insight. It's a bit what people want. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, this is such a simple, you know, thing, but it's difficult to really, when you start looking at your idea, mm-hmm. you know, it is very difficult to really implement, but that starts forcing you to think. Mm-hmm. So, which, you know, I learned from. And, uh, and about these resources, you, you mentioned that you kind of uh, go through these people who, who don't have great backgrounds and kind of uh, come up with uh, these great startups and, and that kind of inspires you. So, is it just, you just Google them, read news reports and stuff like that or is there any specific sites that you follow to get, get the, the startup uh, stories? Uh, about people who have made it. Just before answering that question, the book name is The Launchpad Inside Y Combinator. Oh, cool. That's a you know, fantastic book. Okay. Specific to this question, you know, I have not been a great believer of structured way of trying to get inspired. And that's right. the reason I said personally, it is Right. Uh, so, at some stage, there are certain aspects in your DNA which kind of make you believe Right. You can do something on your own, you can start impacting the world in whichever way you can, right, etc. So, how do you get inspired? Uh, you know, there are a lot of things which is out there in the world which comes in news and other forms which kind of keep you, you know, motivated. Right. So it's hard for me to say I'm actually inspired at this particular level and I keep looking for it. Right. Because there are certain things which you do not have, mm-hmm. and especially your own self-confidence being very assertive, etc. Right. It's highly difficult for you to be an entrepreneur because there's absolutely no one else who I to push you. Right. So, to me, I ask people whenever they shift from corporate to this one, I ask them this question very, very clearly. You know, you may not know the answer. You know, but keep asking this question and be honest to yourself. Am I cut out for being an entrepreneur? Okay. And as I said, it could be a flicker of, you know, an element or something which you saw in somebody else. Right. And then really, really made you lose your sleep to become an entrepreneur. Right. That is something which you can spot yourself. Because at the end of the day, you are actually taking a risk of your career, your family, etc. Right. You would rather be truthful yourself in the early stage. Okay. Rather than get along and then hope somebody will give you money, somebody will inspire you because that's not going to last long. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Now, you already mentioned about running, but is there any other interests or hobbies that you pursue uh, when you have some spare time? Uh, as I said, you know, I read quite a bit. Uh, you know, it's across, you know, both in English and Tamil, I read okay. you know, well. And I've recently started doing yoga. Okay. Again, I've been so selfish because, you know, even the yoga instructor was saying, if it can help me run better, then I would do it. Right now, mm-hmm. I've started doing cycling because, again, going back to how it can help me run better. Okay. 
Excellent, excellent. Now, based on the lessons that you have learned in your journey in trip thirty-eight uh, so far, is there anything that you would have done different in hindsight? A uh, lot of things. You know, difficult to say. This is one thing which we could have, uh, you know, done better. Uh, so, if I had to pick up, say. Two or three things. I would say at certain points in our career mm-hmm. or in the journey of being started, uh, while three of us were excited, you know, we could do a lot of things on our own. I think the second wave of leadership uh, in terms of at least identifying the core team members, which I think we really didn't do, mm-hmm. you know, like good enough homework to identify the right talent. Mm-hmm. Which I feel. It's just not about the core team. Make sure the key members in an extended team, even if it's a five-member team, make sure you have the right people. Right. Um, which I feel you should have definitely focused and taken some corrective action rather than letting the same team members you know continue. Right. Second, uh, when we were looking at the product, uh, you know, like what we wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Product kind of evolved, our own vision evolved over a period of time. But at certain points in the solution, we were also focusing on solution for the solution's sake rather than trying to get that validated. Certain features we built the whole features where there is an external dependency of users using that functionality, mm-hmm. which we spent three months building that feature. Where we could have very well asked, and this is in a B two B environment, we were building some back end solutions for say travel agents, right? And given you know our access to them, right? I maybe we should have done few things rather than spend like three months because sometimes it's like you know everything in the kitchen sink, you know, put the whole team there. Right. And after three months, you feel hey, chef, we should have actually spoken to few people earlier, right? So this goes back to you know rather than getting excited about hey, there is a problem there, let's build a solution. Build the solution, you know. I would say step by step. Right. It's absolutely okay even if you have one screen, but if that solves the problem, right? One element of this one, at least you've got something, you know, right going. Right. Third, you know, when we really look at uh, some people say, although thankfully we didn't do that, but it's important to say uh, whether what would you know an investor would look at and some of the investors have told us do not pivot do not change your strategy because of us right. and i do see some people you know or especially some startup trying to make your idea fundable right me the very reason you quit is you believe in an idea right not about you know, somebody is funding you x or y right so at certain times we were kind of you know like and we were in about it mm-hmm. but Thankfully, we said, "Hey, we are doing this because we believe, okay, yeah. not because somebody else is going to, you know, support you if you change your idea." Having said that, if you believe an investor or anybody else coming in and say, "Hey, this is not going to work," you need to pivot, and we did that. Right. Okay. But that has to be taken in the spirit of how does it really help in the overall, you know, startup idea, or okay. versus will it help me to achieve? X users are Y dollars as funding. Right, excellent. And uh, I think I just want to touch on the second point a bit. Uh, so that, in short and sweet, sweet words, I would put it as talk to the customer. Right, that's that's one of the key key things. Right, completely. But in a consumer business, mm-hmm. who do you talk to? Who is your customer? See, in a SaaS based, in enterprise business, it's almost easier. Pick the type of customer segments. I'm sure you would know five out of fifteen who you want to target. Go to them. But in a consumer business, right? Who do you really talk to? Right. But to me, there are enough insights. Each of us as consumers leave it with the 
apps or the products we use right. for us to learn insights. Right. Excellent. Okay, uh, I just have one final question, but before we get to that, uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, are you active on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter? What's the best way to reach, reach you? So, LinkedIn, Seshatri Krishnan, you know, Trip 38, you will find me, and Twitter handle is Sesh Krishnan. As I said, I do a lot of content consumption, not necessarily being active, but these okay. are the two ways fairly easy to reach okay. out. Okay, excellent. Um, so before we move on to the final question, I just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners. I'm also very grateful for the value you are adding into the startup ecosystem and helping companies uh, make business travel stress-free for their users because I, I know I've traveled a lot and, and I had to do everything right from booking tickets to hotels to I know it's very stressful. So uh, a lot of people here have it much yeah. easier uh, but I still know that it's stressful so thank you for that and with that uh, we'll move on to the final question so if there is one gyan that you could give our would-be founders what would that be? I think as I mentioned earlier uh, you know it is all about perseverance and nothing else. Okay. This is a long long you know journey. Okay. Endurance is what it really you know gives you that distance so don't give up. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much, Seshadri, for your time and it was a real pleasure chatting with you and wish you continued success in your venture. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did in producing this. Head over to www.foundersgyan.com ep09 to check out the show notes. This contains all the resources that Sesh mentioned on the show as well as his contact details. Also, be sure to share this on Facebook, Twitter, etc. using the nifty icons on the show page. Also, consider subscribing to the show via iTunes, RSS or Stitcher Radio to get notified of new releases, which is every single week. We would also appreciate a review on iTunes or any bouquets or brickbats on the comments page of the show. I'll see you all next week with another great entrepreneur, another great show. There's also likely a contest coming up. So stay tuned for, the, for more details on that. You know what time it is. It is time for action. I hope you got inspired and take action today. Thank you very much once again. <laughs>